They knew of him, but they didn't know him. Not yet. They would, and soon, but he was still a curiosity. There were friendly smiles and small waves, and while Mike felt a bit awkward standing there, unsure of where to sit, he did his best to smile back. The smile froze when a voice said, I think I know what you're looking for. He turned his head. Standing next to him was a slight man, a young man, a man with messy dark hair. His eyebrows were slightly bushy and his nose slightly crooked. His ears stuck out just a little bit from the sides of his head, and Mike wondered if he even had to shave yet. Mike wondered how the young man's shoulders could be so broad while he was so skinny. Mike wondered why his heart was thumping in his chest. He was staring, and he knew it. But he couldn't make himself stop. The man wasn't handsome, not by traditional standards. He was lanky, and maybe his lips were a little thin, his fingers bony, like spindly little spider legs. He looked like he still had some growing into himself to do. But there was just something about him that captivated Mike more than anyone he could ever remember meeting. The people in Amoria were the nicest people he'd ever met. They'd made him feel welcome. They'd never made him feel like this. Mike, ever the wordsmith, said, Hi. The man smiled wider. Hi. I'm Mike, he said, never breaking his gaze from those bright green eyes. Mike, the man said, cocking his head. I've heard about you. You have? Mm, here and there. And everywhere? They talk. They always talk. And apparently you're something to talk about. Yeah? He wrinkled his nose a little bit and said, Yeah. Now, like I said, I think I know what you're looking for. And Mike wanted to say, You, and yes, and I think I've been looking for you. Instead, he said, rather gruffly, And what would that be? You look like a meatloaf kind of guy, the man said, taking a step forward. Side of mashed potatoes. And peas? No, corn. You look like you'd have corn. Mike said, That sounds amazing. Yes, please. The man looked pleased with himself. I'm good at what I do. And then he was standing in front of Mike, within an arm's reach. What's your name? Mike asked, because he needed to know. Sean, he said, lips quirking again. Sean, Mike repeated. And even three years later, he would still like the sound of Sean's name on his tongue. Yeah? Yeah, Sean said. And Mike thought he was too young, and this wasn't right. But he also felt like he'd been given a gift of some kind, this great gift thrust into his big, calloused hands. And he was clumsy, so, so clumsy. And you followed me, Sean says now, eyes bright, right to this very table. Mike shrugs and says, I'd follow you anywhere.
even though he'd meant to only think it. Sean blinks at him, slow, like he's shocked. You would, wouldn't you? It's not a question. Mike can't take it back now. Can't avoid it, because he's the one that put it out there. So he says, yeah, Sean, where you go, I go. We're best friends. And something more, Sean says, and it's still not a question. This time, it's a demand. And something more, Mike says.